Grab some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. Welcome to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt. Sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Now, here's Jeff Hunt. Howdy, friends. Great to be with you again. You're listening to the Frontier Freedom Hour. My name is Jeff Hunt. I'm the chief wagon boss of this operation. Running the board for us is Geronimo, Michael Arpaio, and in the studio with us, Jamie Erker, the Mighty One, our communications director at the Centennial Institute. Friends, if you're listening to us for the very first time, welcome. We cover issues facing the Western United States from a Christian conservative perspective. We're very grateful we're not getting all the government we are paying for, which is a lot of it. Friends, you may be thinking to yourself, well, Colorado has become quite the abortion sanctuary state, which is a weird term to even be thinking of, right? You, If you remember correctly, there were laws last year passed called the Reproductive Health Equity Act. We had these big battles down at the state capitol. I mean, like 24-hour filibusters. It was, I mean, the testimony in the committees went to 4.30 in the morning. And this bill last year basically said abortion at any moment, any time, all the way up until the moment of birth, from conception to birth, for any reason you want. If you don't like the eye color of the baby that you're having, abortion, uh, you know, they have a physical disability, abortion, any reason whatsoever you can abort the child. And it was quite the battle. They did that anticipating that Roe v. Wade may fall, and it did. And so Colorado was kind of set to become this abortion state where people can travel in. And I just saw an article the other day that said nearly half the abortions now are for people outside of our state. So it's gone up a lot and has become, sadly, this weird, bizarre tourist destination for abortion, which is heartbreaking. And so you may be thinking to yourself, well, what else could they possibly do? And they came out with three bills this last few weeks down at the state capitol that even pushed this to another level. And I'm very honored to have on the show with us, Brittany Vesley. She's the executive director at the Colorado Catholic Conference. It is the united voice of the bishops of the state of Colorado with regards to public policy issues. She is a warrior on the sanctity of life, a proud daughter of Colorado Christian University, one of the best, I think, that's ever come from CCU. And she has been leading a lot of the opposition down there, organizing groups, and these they, they, they came up with three bills, and we're going to kind of go through what these do so you understand how this is going to change our state and how you can even take some action. So, Brittany, thanks so much for being on the show. Oh, it's my pleasure, Jeff. Thank you. So, Brittany, give us an overview. Three bills that have taken up a lot of your time. What are these three bills? Yeah, so on March 9th, the pro-abortion lawmakers in the General Assembly, uh, all Democrat, introduced a three-bill abortion legislative package that seemingly named the Safe Access to Protective Health Care package, which they also are referring to as REA, the Reproductive Health Equity Act 2.0. As you pointed out already, Jeff, uh, REA was the abortion bill that was introduced last year and enacted on April 4th that created a fundamental right to abortion, elective abortion for the full 40 weeks of pregnancy. And we thought that was as far as you could go at that point, because it's one of the most extreme abortion laws in the state and in, in the country as it is now. But uh, the pro-abortion uh, lawmakers in the General Assembly have now introduced three bills that make us go even further. So what this package of REAP 2.0 
does. Uh, the first one is, I would say, one of the most damaging. It's the one that's getting the most publicity right now. Is SB 23190 is prohibiting deceptive practices at quote unquote anti abortion centers. Uh, what this bill is going to do is essentially eliminate a woman's choice to sustain her pregnancy and save her child's life through the abortion pill reversal by banning the treatment in the state of Colorado. And it's also going to restrict and censor the good work of pregnancy resource centers, who they've now named anti abortion centers that they do for our community, which is, is huge. There's over 51 pregnancy resource centers across the state of Colorado. Compare that to 20 abortion centers, and there you see why the pro-abortion lobby wants to eliminate their competition. The second bill is SB 189, which is increasing access to reproductive health care services. What this bill will essentially do is circumvent Colorado's constitutional prohibition against the public funding of abortion by requiring large employers and small employers insurance plans to pay fully for abortion services. So this is, it's very big because as all your listeners, I'm sure know, Jeff, uh, Colorado has a prohibition against public funding of abortion and the lawmaker sponsoring this bill said, well, because you pay, pay your premiums, this is private funding, therefore full payment for abortion. This bill will also increase access to contraception, abortion refer- and abortion referrals to minors under 19 years of age, essentially circumventing the uh, parental notification law that's in Colorado right now as it pertains to abortion. And the last bill is Senate Bill 188, and that is protecting healthcare patients, providers, and assisters. What this bill will do is violate First Amendment rights of medical professionals and medical centers and hospitals that do not provide abortion-related services or gender-affirming care and violate the First Amendment rights of employers who do not provide abortion-related services or gender-affirming care in their insurance plans. And it will also restrict legal action against Colorado from states with pro-life laws, as many pro-life organizations are starting to look as as Dobbs was uh, became law in, in the nation last June. Now abortion is a state's rights issues, which is why you see across the country pro-life states getting stronger on the pro-life side and the pro-abortion states like Colorado getting more ardent in the, their pro-abortion stance. And we, we were able to accomplish in committee is a religious exemption for Senate Bill 188, which makes it a little bit better. But there's still some First Amendment rights considerations. Even if you're, if you're not a religious entity, this is still going to apply to you which is why it's still a very dangerous bill. So all three of these bills make Colorado even more extreme on abortion, and it's all leading up to this public funding question, which is coming in 2024. They have a plan. Not only have they gotten abortion almost entirely at any point whatsoever, they are now wanting to make insurance companies pay for it. They want to have access to minors without parental notification, and they want to go after any type of opposition whatsoever the abortion reversal pill crisis pregnancy centers which are these great little entities these organizations just trying to help because if you walk into a planned parenthood you're pretty much sold one solution and it's not a good solution it's the death of that child and these uh, crisis or these uh, pregnancy resource centers they're there to provide a range of options including healthy family formation and encouraging adoption as an alternative to getting an, an abortion joining us as well is rose puglisi she's the state representative from el paso county colorado 
representing District 14. Representative, thanks so much for being with us. Now, we know this is starting in the Senate. It's moving through the Senate. I think it's coming to the House very, very soon. What are you seeing on the ground from your perspective on these three bills? Um, Thank you, Jeff, for having me and Jamie. Um, And thanks to Brittany. She's done an amazing job of helping to organize, especially the pregnancy centers. Um, What we're seeing and what I'm seeing specifically for my district is just an outpouring of support for legislators um, who are pro-life like I am. Um, saying, hey, we have you, we support you as you enter into this horrific fight for life um, at the state capitol. So I just want to say first and foremost, a a huge thank you to people like you, Jeff, um, your listeners who have all surrounded us um, with love and support and prayers, because this is definitely a battle that we cannot go into alone. So um, so thank you for that. Um, I think, you know, the Democrats, and I'll be curious as to thoughts about this, um, I've been talking to different constituents, um, you know, they, they always portray themselves as the party of choice. We're giving you choices, Republicans are taking it away. And what you're seeing this legislative session, especially in this abortion debate, is that that is the complete hypocrisy. Um, they are looking to take away a woman's life, right to choose life. I mean, just just thinking about that, it really has been weighing on me um, for weeks now. Uh, Like you, I thought, and most of of, um, the people we interact with, we thought what they did last year was so extreme. It went way too far. And now we have three more bills that just go to a whole new level of going too far. This government overreach must be stopped. And I think um, organizing our grassroots is really, you know, with 19 in the House and 12 in in the Senate um, on the Republican side, we are going to fight this to the very end. Um, But knowing that we have our grassroots networks to come and support us, to come and testify, because if we stay silent, then they feel like they have a mandate. And that is a good thing on this issue is they don't have a mandate. This, This is too extreme for all Coloradans. You're exactly right, Rose Puglisi, representative of House District 14, El Paso County, Colorado Springs. You're right on the on the importance of a mandate, and and I think it's important for people to understand this. We saw this with Stephanie Luck last year. She's another representative from down near El Paso County. The importance of having support there, right? If they if they just get to show up and kind of implement these laws, and these laws are entirely written by special interest groups, right? Like, they're so nuanced and precise and complicated. You're like, yeah, the lawyer for Planned Parenthood wrote this law. <laughs> it's so very clear. Um, and and so they think they can just get this through, and if there's no opposition, well, then it must not be that controversial. Rose, how important is it, and we've got about 30 seconds here, for people to show up and testify and come down to the state capitol? Um, It is incredibly important going back to they do not have a mandate from Coloradans. Let's give them let's give the Democrats a mandate and say, no, you are going too far. The government overreach is too far. We need people. And it's easier than ever to testify now. You don't even have to come up to Denver. You can do it remotely on Zoom. You can submit written testimony. But I don't know how much of that actually gets read, to be honest. So please, please do show up in our halls and show up on on our TVs. Friends, you're listening to the Frontier Freedom Hour. We're talking with Rose Puglisi and Brittany Vesley about what's happening down at the state capitol. We're going to continue this conversation. Stick around. We'll be right back.